Hello and welcome to Is Mayonnaise a Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with someone who always spits after kissing me. Josh Hemo. It's just for safety, you know? Yeah, it's Mostly COVID for times. Me. Exactly. It's, it's That's COVID. how you keep COVID out. You spit it out of your mouth, right? Yeah. Imagine that is that's very you... incorrect. Do not do that. <laughs> Don't follow that advice at all, please. This is our podcast where we watch a SpongeBob episode and discuss little life lessons we can learn from our spongy friend. Also, if you're listening to this, odds are it is the new year. Woo! So happy new year. Happy new year. Um, happy 2021. Yeah. Uh, if if I get this out on time, I'll add a little countdown at the end. Oh, <laughs> nice. We'll, we'll be like in <laughs> 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, and then we'll go like that and we'll go happy new year. If I don't get it out on time, just we'll have a happy new year. It'll be fine. You have a new year all the time. Every <laughs> day is a new year. Yeah. Every, <laughs> every day is a new year. An opportunity for a new you, right? Uh, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of opportunities, uh, we are going to throw our donation links at you. Nice. Josh, you can go ahead and go first. All right. Uh, the one I got this week is called uh, New York Cares. Basically, it is a system uh, set up to put out volunteers um, all over New York for different like homeless shelters, food drives, coat drives, and stuff like that. But you can donate money, and they specifically say like right now is a big time for coat drives. So for every twenty dollars that you uh, donate, they are able to donate one coat for someone who is in need. So it's a pretty cool organization. So if you're interested in volunteering. Or if you want to stay in because you COVID and introverts and whatever else, uh, feel free to donate. Nice. So, yeah. What did you get? Uh, I picked the Undocumented Women's Fund. It is a fund that helps undocumented women who are basically, you know, single head households and their families and stuff like that. So um, basically, once they become part of the fund, they get a grant and the grant kind of helps them deal with the hardships that it come with being an undocumented woman. Nice. You're in New York City. So, yeah. Uh, go ahead and donate. That can be the the first good thing you do this new year. Your first charitable karma for the new year. Start it off right. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So let's go ahead and get this episode started. We're watching Season 5, Episode 11, Goo Goo Gas and Le Big Switch. Act 1, Goo Goo Gas. So, in this act... Plankton fails again at stealing the Krabby Patty formula, so he gets the bright idea while he's sitting in the park to turn Mr. Krabs into a baby because babies are small and weak and uh, are easy to steal from. So, of course, he messes it up and engages in some shenanigans as he tries to fix himself. So to start us off, Josh, what I want to ask you is, would you prefer to be sprayed with the Senior Citizen Spray or the goo goo gas and be stuck like that. Stuck, be stuck an old man or be stuck uh, a baby for the rest uh, of your life. The rest of my life. So do you think that you don't age as the baby? Well, in the very end, he does say that like now once you're a baby, you're stuck a baby. And I took that literally, but I don't uh, know. You know? Uh, huh. Both are like the most like weakest you're, you probably are. In your body so it's hard to pick but I, I i'm leaning towards baby just because i don't have to worry about doing anything someone's changing my diaper for me feeding me i don't have to do shit. yeah i'm 100 right with now baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm 100 percent with baby i'm like i would rather be a baby and not know what the is going on in the world and just be ignorant to to life 
Also, like, I can't imagine being an old person. Like, my back already hurts all the time. Like, I can't imagine, like, luckily, maybe 40 years from now what it's actually going to feel like. But who knows? Um, so this whole episode is uh, one of those classic episodes with Plankton just kind of doing a scheme. Yeah. And then us watching how that scheme unravels. And how many times do you think that Plankton just kind of, like, is stuck after a failed attempt and just sitting in the park and just relaxing, I guess, or like <laughs> talking to himself, I guess, if that yeah. makes sense. I'd like to think every time, like it's his way to decompress. And that was one of my first little lessons I got to is just like after any kind of like success or even failure, anything like that, you got to have time to decompress so you can kind of reflect on what to do next. And that's something Plankton did not super successfully, but it did come up with this giant scheme because of it. So, yeah. Um, it was funny. I've I've never seen this episode. And then at the very beginning, when Plankton was like, "Oh, uh, when he runs off as like the pepper shaker," yeah, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna write that down as a notable thing to talk about on the podcast." That he picked P for Plankton. Like, I wonder if they thought about that. And then seconds later, they're like, "Well, it's pretty obvious. Don't pick something with your initial on it." Yeah. And I was like, "Well, that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't an Easter egg that I like try to find." It was. I just- did. I- did the Very same exact facts. thing i wrote down oh it's clever that Pl- plankton picked pee for that and then they were like they shat on that real real quick and we we're like no that's not clever i was like you're right actually <laughs> but i like the moment right after that because we always get these moments when plankton gets launched back to the um chum chum bucket. Bucket. but this time like he utilizes our mr krabs utilized spongebob as like a rocket launcher to shoot him i was like this is kind of weird the way he just shoves his whole fist in spongebob's mouth yeah and then he's just like three two one launch and it yeah. just shoots him out and I just, one thing that brought attention to this particular, like, plight of Plankton is that he's always constantly being violated and then hurt, and it really concerns me. Not really so much that he's getting hurt because he's, like, a bad guy, but, like, the fact that he's getting, like, chewed, uh, he's been licked on the <laughs> before, just, he's like, weird. Smashed. He's smashed, like, multiple times in this episode by a shopping cart. Yeah. But, like, that makes sense. Like, oh, I'm small, so I get crushed. But, like, this weird, like, being put in people's mouths and orifices yeah. and stuff like that, I just feel like it's too much. It's too much for Plankton to be, again, violated in such a way. So um, he really needs, he needs some therapy. Yeah. But that's he, why it's like he so really tiny, some small, tiny, and helpless, you know? And that's like one of my favorite things about this episode is when, well, not my favorite. It's kind of fucked up, actually. When the mom is like talking to her kid yeah. and she's like, oh, you're so small and tiny and helpless. I can take this bottle and you can't do anything from me. And it's like, it's so fucked up. Like, it, it reminds me of those videos of people who like talk to their dogs and they're like, you know, I'm the one that feeds you at any moment. I can decide to kill you right now, and you should be thankful that I don't. I was like, what is wrong with these psycho people who do this shit? That's actually, I put that down as something that I think is so hilarious when people baby talk dogs and they don't understand what the hell's going on. Yeah. Like, I think that's so great, and they're like, hey, do you want to go off? And then, like, the dog's just, like, all excited because it has no clue what's yeah. going on. Um, But I do like it because... I don't know. I think as as now as a very responsible dog owner, it's a good way to let off steam. Just to be like, just <laughs> you're be just like, a you... dumb little. <laughs> I just sometimes Fatima and I look at the dog and we're just like, you stupid. <laughs> I hate you so much because you are not listening and you're being so dramatic. And she just went to the vet recently, and Josh heard the recording. It was terrifying. She, she 
freaked out. She was screeching. I've never heard her like, and I was on a Zoom call and I heard her through the Zoom call and like, I have never heard her screech or yell. And then she went like low at the beginning, which is weird because usually it's like <laughs> straight to a yelp. And she's so dramatic. She got one shot. And then after the shot, she was screaming the rest of the day. Like, like we were going to abuse her. Like if, if someone said, Hey, look at how Omar's treating his dog. And then put that clip and just sent it to a judge. I'd be like, they would be like, take the dog away. Yeah. hundred percent. Just the way that she sounded, it was like terrifying. Just imagine the most terrifying sound you can think of. And it was that times a thousand. Yeah. I don't want to play it. Cause like, I don't <laughs> yeah, want people don't. to think like I do abuse my dog or anything. Cause it Cause really was, it's traumatic to listen to. She is just a little drama queen. So, <laughs> but yeah. So like I was saying, it's, it's good to like let out, like to vent a little bit. Cause you can be like, Oh my God, you're such a dramatic. Asshole. Like, <laughs> Why are you doing this? But like you said about Plankton needing therapy, I was concerned because he's like, something about this woman reminds me of my mother. Yeah. <laughs> and that statement just made me really think how come Plankton and Squidward just aren't better friends? That's it seems always, like I've they always have wondered that. A problem. It seems like almost all the characters in SpongeBob Life, except for SpongeBob, have a problematic mother. Yeah. And I just feel that's a little bit sexist. Maybe it's just something deep down with the creators. They all they, they people say people have daddy issues, but maybe they all had a group of mommy issues, which is <laughs> kind of sad. So um, I wanted to ask you because um, we know that Plankton and Mr. Krabs like grew up together, right? Like we've seen episodes in the past that they like grew up being kids and stuff. So it was surprising when Plankton did turn Mr. Krabs into a baby for the first time. He's just like, you know, I imagined you being smaller. I was like, this is kind of surprising to me in the lore of things because we know for a fact they grew up together. And the worst part is, like, the lore of things literally was, like, the beginning of the season. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't so, even, like, pat, like super past. It was very recent. Again, I'm not expecting, like, a very hardcore continuity. Like, this doesn't have to be Adventure Time where it's, like, there's some allusion to this long Something all the way from forgotten war, back. you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be anything like that. But at least, like, in the same season, pretend. pretend <laughs> that there's like, some sort of connection. <laughs> yeah. I just keep I keep reading and like that we can talk about this towards the end of the season, but I keep reading that season five is one of the weakest seasons according to a lot of people, but it you does know, pick up a lot. So yeah, it really I I don't know if I agree with that because yeah. I I think last season was the one I really shat on. I think I yeah, like, no, I did not four, have fun watching as much. Well, and I think the big thing with season four is that it was the big season that like diverted from the original like, kind of formula, you know, so mm-hmm. to speak. I think now we're kind of leaning into things with it with season five, but I feel like that for me so far, season five, the episodes have just kind of been kind of weaker, I guess, in a lot of ways, you know, there's just hasn't been like a lot of standout stuff. Like there's a lot of funny moments, but a lot of the mo- like episodes themselves don't really stand alone very well. Yeah. Um. So about Mr. Krabs being a baby, um, there's a couple things that I wanted to bring up, but one lesson I got immediately off the bat was when Plankton kind of like does his his classic villain monologue in public. Um, I obviously we're not all like super villains and we're not constantly monologuing where it's actually important. But I did put as a small lesson is if you do something wrong, never talk about it to anyone if you See. don't want to get caught. So you yeah. can maybe tell your therapist. Yeah, most of the time you can because there's that you know. Doctor confidential but i yeah. think there is a limit to that i think it's like if you're gonna hurt others or hurt yourself then they can do something about it off the same like vein i wrote if you're gonna talk <laughs> do it in private and not in front of people like that can you get in trouble 
So when you're going to the new year and you decide to do crimes, just don't don't talk about it ever. Just just do the crime and just write don't it say in your anything. diary, lock it away. Not even yeah. that. Burn it. Burn, <laughs> burn it. it. At, write it. Burn it. Then eat the ashes, and then flush your poop away. I think you'll be okay. <laughs> uh, and then the other question I had was, do you think it's like a nature versus nurture on why Mr. Krabs is so greedy? Because he straight out the like the gate. When like Plankton showed him like a twenty, I think, or was it yeah, a stack of twenties? Yeah, like stack that. of twenties. Yeah. He was just like, "Ooh, money!" And he yeah. was like straight up there. And I was like, "Wow, that's a very quick way to show that Mr. Krabs has always been greedy <laughs> since birth." Um, and like again, it kind of like takes the lore away because when, yeah. when he was when he was young, poor, he was right? poor. Yeah. I I don't know. I there's yeah, a lot this... of continuity issues in this particular episode. Yeah. There was, a, there was definitely some good funny parts, though. Like, one of my, like, the funniest part in this moment was, like, uh, Plankton was chasing Mr. Krabs with the gas. He's like, get away from me with your stinky gas. And the old couple was there. Again, we get another fart joke from a couple inside the yeah. Krusty Krab. I, I like it because she says, I can't tolerate your stinky gas. And she's like, oh, it's, like, more than one of us, whatever. And then he's like, I oh, don't do it I on purpose. It purpose. Yeah. <laughs> and I really feel for that guy. Yeah. Sometimes you just got gas. Can't control it. I don't like that he they refer to spraying the people as like <laughs> Plankton says one squirt equals baby, two squirts for adults, or is it three squirts? I just don't like that he says squirt so much. Squirt is kind of a weird word. I guess now you say it. Squirt is up there with like moist, where it's like you yeah. use the word too much and it just gets really awkward and you're just like, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> Nothing about saying the word squirt is ever appropriate. Like it doesn't feel like yeah, I mean, like a squirt ketchup, like when you mm-hmm. squirt a condiment on something. Yeah, squirting condiments on things, uh, and uh, <laughs> and then I guess the soda squirt. Okay, is that still real? I've never seen, I haven't seen squirt in years, so I think shout, it's still sh- real. Shout out to squirt. <laughs> um, I do like how when SpongeBob turns old, he says, "I I remember when a quarter used to cost a nickel," <laughs> and a lot of like the the old like Mr. Krabs old disgusting disgusting i saw him and i was like i i need a pause i can't can't look at this <laughs> i, I need to step this. away um but i do like like the fact that he's like oh i'm catching up on my knitting and he's like knit you nitwick i like just like, that was a little great. word yeah. play and stuff like that it was fun or the or the other one where he's like catch him catch who and he's like a two gazoon yeah so like little things like that i like those good little gags yeah I know we like on the continuity of this episode, but the one thing I think it did do right is when Plankton, first of all, Plankton's an asshole. He was gaslighting Karen this entire episode, and I think mm-hmm. it was very like highlighted in this episode specifically. But when he uh, shoots her with the uh, the goo goo gas, she actually turns into a calculator, which we know was like the first thing that we like that he encountered her with, which I thought was pretty cool. And I like it because her she has a very limited vocabulary. It's just hello. <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm sure, uh, if, if, uh, I, if you ask her, she could probably type in eight zero zero eight five, you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, one, the part that I thought was weird was when they do the whole pinata thing Yeah, and they kick out, doesn't that feel to me that felt like such like an end to the act, like, haha, you got foiled. You're in the pinata now. Like we win. But then like the rest of the act is like, I guess getting them back to normal. Yeah. But, it just kept going, and that's what it's like. A yeah, couple times in this episode, it felt like that way. It's like it can stop here. And it's like, oh no, we're still going. We're still going. Yeah. Um. 
What did you think of all the cute little babies? Uh, I thought they were all very cute, except for uh, one baby, and specifically, I wonder if you got the same baby in mind. Oh, uh, is it Squidward? Hundred percent. Yeah, I put he was that. The I was like, why is Squidward baby? so <laughs> up looking? <laughs> they did Squidward dirty. They're yeah. always doing our man dirty. I know, it's He's so always sad. getting <laughs> over. He's nasty though. He's a nasty little baby. Maybe it's just the proportions of his like eyes and his nose were so big. I'm just like, this is so gross. No, but like, okay, so when I get it, like when he opens the bathroom, like he's it's gross because it's supposed to be like a, like a surprise, like a shock thing. Yeah. But then when he's like, they're all three of them are like standing over Plankton. It's it's like Squidward's still freaky looking. Like they yeah. never make him look cute. And I want to see a cute little Squidward. One day. If we got a baby Yoda. We can have a cute Yoda. I want a cute baby Squidward. That's what I'm asking. Bow, 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 bow. It's a bubble break. Bubble break. And I think to stick with the theme of like uh, holidays and stuff, we might as well talk about the last big holiday and this big group of stuff. And then we're talk about New Year's a little bit. Kind of like, like we've been doing just like what we do and discuss it since uh we haven't done this before again surprises me that we haven't talked about holidays we always talk about like what's what do we want for the next season or anything like that but like it never lines up really with the new year completely we're usually done way before new year's yeah yeah we're we're all over the place i like it yeah uh do you want to go first um no I want you to go first. <laughs> I'm going to start my new year by being a little more generous. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> um, so usually for New Year's, it's not like anything big. Like I've done like a couple like big parties and stuff and those are always fun. But I feel like most of the time it's always been like just hanging out with my family and like sitting up uh, like drinking champagne or eating food and stuff. There's always like a menudo or like a cheese ball. My parents are big for cheese balls and still very good um and let me just can't like, argue with a good cheese ball it's true i have the right only right ingredients still good <laughs> um but yeah so it's just like usually just a small like family endeavor uh sometimes again we do like i've done like parties with friends and stuff but those are those have been more rare i feel like than uh anything else um but we don't really do like anything afterwards as soon as like the big moment happens everyone's just like all right we're kind of done we'll just hang out and go sleep or whatever. That's one thing I've never really enjoyed about New Year's is like, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I'm not really much for ceremony in terms of like, hey, it's the new year. And then after you're like, okay, so what do I, what do, I do now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like there isn't really anything that you do do. I mean, what do you do? You can talk about everything. And I guess they're assuming by that time everyone's drunk and they're ready to go home. But Your resolutions or whatever. Yeah, but that... <laughs> <laughs> for me it's just like same different day <laughs> exactly i do like the idea of renewal though yeah right so it's like i i guess that works out but I, like usually my family we're just we just a bunch of mexicans we again just like with christmas we we get drunk have some fun uh i think last year no the year before that i was really drunk and i danced with my grandma nice <laughs> um that's actually a big deal because like for the longest time I was a very shy kid. I'm still pretty shy. I don't like dancing. I don't think I'm very good at it. Um, or at least I want to be better at it. Um, so it's one of those things that I'm like, I got drunk one year and just danced around with my grandma. It was nice. It's good. Yeah, it's definitely not the worst thing you can do while you're drunk. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that could be pretty bad while you're yeah. drunk. Um, but no, no I, just nice to nice to have good a good time. Yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like this year, especially for a lot of people, like the renewal thing will be a big thing. They're like, oh, we're going to drop 2020 and start 2021 brand new, which I think is ironic because I think a lot of people went into 2020 being like, oh, it's a brand new decade. I'm going to yeah. start off brand new or whatever. Maybe I'm being pessimistic for that reason, because I do remember like the beginning of 2020 feeling so like this, this year is going to be such a big step. Yep. Yeah. And so to be honest, in my life, it's been a huge step. It's been a huge stressful step, not like a huge fun one, which yeah. I thought that's what it was going to be. Yeah. Well, I think for everyone, no matter what this year, whatever happened to the UE this year, I think everyone's gone through something that has changed you in some way. And that's, yeah. I think it's a good thing, you know? So hopefully uh, you're listening to this and you're had a really good New Year's and you're celebrating with us maybe, but hope that your 2021, you know, ends up better than your 2020. Yeah, 10 times better, a thousand times better. Yeah, with our alien overlords taking over. Oh, I hope so. No, <laughs> not really. I, I just... There's a lot of issues with aliens and not with them, with us interacting with them that I'm yeah. worried about. Yeah. I just I just see how society did not band together for something as simple as wearing masks. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't. can only see us either banding together, like banding together to stop aliens, which seems like a very dumb idea, or banding, to, banding together and completely going the wrong direction. Yeah, with aliens it's kind of just sad i guess when you look at the whole year itself like i talk about going through change and stuff and i think one of the biggest things is just like i have kind of lost faith in the general public and humanity just based on all the stuff that's been going on this year and how like just how stupid people are yeah it's kind of crazy it's just i i don't think we should lose faith in in i think we should lose faith in people's wills because i feel like people aren't as strong as as we think they are yeah but i think the the thing that makes us great as human beings but horrible for covid was we're so social and like affectionate to each other in terms of like i feel like the people the the good people who are socially distancing or at least trying their best are struggling because they they want to be together and have fun and have family and have friendship yeah and i think that the people who stray from that path are always pursuing in that way and then there's a very loud but like hopefully not as big group of people that are just yeah yeah. um and those are the people i don't have faith in i hope that their new year is horrible (laughs) dog Uh, (laughs) um but other than that i'm i'm very excited to start this new year and just you know at this point i'm just like whatever happens happens there's (laughs) it it could get worse it could get better we're just gonna have to see just what have happens. Just to sit back and watch. Yep. Back to Le Big with Switch. So, Mr. Krabs has signed up for a chef exchange program, and so he exchanges SpongeBob for a much more fancier chef, who basically takes over the Krusty Krab and makes this this big fancy place where they're selling small portions for huge prices. Um, and then SpongeBob ends up at a fancy restaurant where he can't figure out how to cook anything but the Krabby Patty. Um, but it ends up blowing everyone's mind, and he ends up going back to the Krusty Krab uh, with a whole bunch of new customers. So, pretty good episode. Uh, I wanted to ask you to start off with, how well do you think you would survive in a professional kitchen setting? And this is something like I've watched a bunch of like cooking shows and stuff, and I've often wondered about myself, like, 
if I could survive doing something like chopped or like a, I guess it's not super professional, but something like that, you know, where you're where you're more. Nitpicked. I think I think I would do well in like a Hell's Kitchen scenario. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't do well on my own. Like if they were like, okay, we all have to cook pies, and like this is the challenge to see what makes you better. But I think I would do better in the actual kitchen scenario where they're serving. Yeah. Because it's like, I feel like there's a lot of dumb mistakes that people make because they're so hectic. Mm. I don't know if I have the technical skill to keep up. Like, but when Gordon Ramsay's like, oh, it's like a scallop and it's, and literally like I've seen them do it when they're like, we're going to do scallops and it's three minutes on each time uh, on each side and it has to be piping hot. And all you have to do is like one person to yell out, Hey, three scallops, and then you're like, okay, three scallops, and that's all you have to like. Again, it's very simulation, like, yeah. Like film, like it seems like the film set. It's just like, or like theater too. It's just like, are you doing this? I'm working on it. Cool. It's just and, about being part of a team, you know. Yeah, and I think that's something that uh, I didn't realize really growing up until I started watching more cooking shows that like how well of a team the kitchen has to act you know to make things mm-hmm. happen because i'm always like oh it's just a chef back there cooking everything you really think about like every person is like an intricate part of this big machine that pumps out all this food but you have to be right imagine like how many customers and how many meals they're making you have to be like all working together to make it happen yeah like uh my mind goes immediately just because there is a ratatouille musical out um that to the quote that that one chef tells Linguini or whatever that it's like, Oh, this isn't mommy cooking in the kitchen. This is like all these people, they all have different orders and they all have to come out at the same time. And like, when you really do think about it, it's like even something as simple as like a Chili's, like if someone orders a steak and another person orders soup, another person orders this, they all have to come out at the same time. And granted, they're probably microwaving half that. Yeah. But it does have to come out on time. Exactly. And even like at a lesser degree, like, Sometimes I kind of watch the people in the back at McDonald's, mostly because I'm just like nosy and just want to see what they're doing or whatever. But it's also my, like they also where's have my to, sandwich. Also, That's what yeah, you're doing, like, Josh. It's my Big Mac. <laughs> it's been five minutes. Um, <laughs> but it's also like they also have to also work together. Like even in the fast food places, you still have to like kind of get together so everyone's like putting the bat stuff in the bag at the same time. Everything's getting prepared. It's like it's very interesting to see that. Um, so I wanted to see what you thought about the fancy chef, Mr. Le Schnook. Le Schnook. Uh, I should have looked up Le Schnook to figure out what the hell that translates into. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like him at all. Um, I just think that a good chef should also consider overhead because he, I don't know, I watched a lot of like Kitchen Nightmares. Yeah. And like, uh, I forgot. There's one with Robert Irvine and then one with uh, Gordon Ramsay. But they both go to these kitchens. They realize like you can't be cooking this all the time because your margins are too small. So like you're making, yeah, you're making a salad and you're putting all these bits in it, but like people aren't even eating the whole salad and then you're spending $10 to make the salad and you're selling it for $12. Like you need to make the salad for like $3 and then sell it for $12. Yeah. So like, I feel like when Mr. Krabs is like, oh, it's $52 for this plate, but you're shaving gold on it. Like that's gotta be like, you have to double that. You know, I've been to a couple fancy restaurants and like, the plates, even like at their cheapest, and like you order like the whole course is like a hundred, two hundred dollars like per person, because they're planning on you, like you have to deal with all the expensive ingredients they buy. Yeah, the fancy truffles. So I just feel thing. like he wasn't as good of a chef as he thought he was, just because he was, I don't know, just because he's fancy. Just because you're fancy doesn't mean. 
which is one like... of my small lessons. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> it, it was. Uh, it, it really is that is like you, you shouldn't just because you come from a fancy line of work think that you're better than someone who does like a lower version. And that's like, uh, especially in, like the video industry, I feel like wedding videographers get a lot of because like I will I will say this and I'll take it with a grain of salt is a lot of wedding videography kind of looks the same or it's going through the same motions. Same thing with news stuff. You're kind of going through the same motions. You're doing an interview, getting B-roll. Like same thing with the wedding, filming the wedding, get the kiss, have a good day. But I will say I think it's so much harder to shoot news and shoot a wedding than some of the stuff that I do. So I don't know. I think it's one of those things that you I think people can apply it to their everyday situations just because if you're fancy, the, the, there isn't a lesser version. It's just a different one. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And I also thought that he was not like very adaptable or I thought SpongeBob like went into the situation ready to go. And that was another lesson too, especially since they're part of like an exchange program. You would think mm-hmm. that the chef would want to try doing something different, you know, be a little bit more adaptable, you know. And that's something I think you can take to all our lives is like, if you get thrown into a new situation, don't treat it as like a opportunity for you to like show off, like treat it as a way for you to like learn new skills or adapt to make something different, you know? Cause like at the end of the day, like the Krabby Patty was the best food that all those people at this fancy restaurant had eaten. Right. So I'm sure if this like Mr. Lishnook had to learn how to make this Krabby Patty, he could have brought that back and like made tons of money there. So. Exactly. Um, Let's talk about the kind of the beginning of the episode. Um, one thing I put was don't eat off the floor. <laughs> That's a whole thing for this entire episode. Yeah. Um, and then another thing that I have, and I say this also with a, a grain of salt, is respect yourself and eat food that is good for you. Um, because <laughs> I'm about to eat. Well, if by the time you listen to this, I will have eaten mac and cheese, even though I'm lactose intolerant. Um, and then I will also have had ambrosia salad which has Cool Whip in it, which I'm, again, lactose intolerant, and a bunch of pulled pork, So and probably drank a lot. So there you go. I just want to say that you can, you know, moderation. But moderation. I exactly. do think you need to respect yourself and eat food that is good for you. And I'll tell you, that pulled pork, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cook it real nice, and it's going to be good. But the mac and cheese is going to be good, just not good for me, good <laughs> for someone else. But you're going to put love in it, right? Yeah. And that's one uh, thing I was going to ask is, do you uh, like can you imagine if you could actually sprinkle love on food literal love <laughs> yeah that'd be what do you think that flavor would be i don't know like I, you can't really describe it's like when you're like what do <laughs> what do your thoughts smell like and i said they smell static, like static um, it's just a flavor like, enhancer yeah i, I imagine that it 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 feels it tastes like what a hug feels like Ooh, I like that. I like that better than your static electricity bullet. <laughs> Whatever. You're just jealous of my genes. Yeah, you're right. That's it. No, it's definitely like a flavor enhancer. I actually like was listening to another podcast and they're talking about MSG and how great that is as like a flavor enhancer and stuff. So I'm kind of curious to try that now because there's such a stigma about it. So maybe yeah. love is just like extra MSG. MSG. Love, yeah, that's love what I'm is thinking. MSG. Yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely will. Every time I want to buy MSG, it's always in a gigantic like thing like uh, salt that's and i'm much. like I, I i'm like i don't want to try it that much first on this podcast um, is hyping it up though they're like this is like no msg yeah. is like an amazing Flavor seasoning yeah and the reason everyone hates it is because racism it's so con- government conspiracy yep it's all racist against asian americans yeah so that's where it stems from 
So now you know this is a pro MSG podcast. We've I've never really used it, but your Doritos have MSG. My Takis uh, not, have the MSG in them. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna name names, but there's a person in my family who says, "Oh, MSG gives me headaches," and then I. That's the lie. I That's said, the- "Did you eat? Do you eat Doritos?" And they go, "Yes." And I'm like, "Do you get headaches from Doritos?" And they say, "No." And I said, "Then you're a liar." Yeah. That's that's the government conspiracy. They told everyone that MSG gave you headaches and they like came out recently like a scientist that works specifically with headaches was like, "No, there's no correlation between MSG and headaches." So if you're still out there propagating that, change it up. It's 2021. Yeah. Get to with a program. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god. I can't believe you said it. It's 2021. Yeah, right. I want to scream where a little did, bit. <laughs> where did this year go? Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> um, I want to, and uh, another like cool thing that they talked about in this episode was like they pushed public transportation for a small moment there. I was like, you know, back when I took public transportation and living in a city where, you know, it was actually cool to use it, it it's actually nice to have public transportation. I mean, so I'm mm-hmm. glad that they brought that up, even though now I... we can't use it. So. I also put that as a small lesson because uh, Scobert does say that don't underestimate the power of public transportation. Yep. Uh, and I really, again, New York really made me appreciative. I do miss the subway quite a lot only for its convenience. Yeah. Um, I do like taking lifts everywhere and having clients pay for it. That's really nice. But uh, I do miss the speed and the ease of being like, Oh, this, this store is only like, uh, 20 blocks down, I'll just take the subway and I'll be good. Hop right Instead on. Instead of walking yeah. in the freaking snow. Yeah. Or in the cold or in the heat or, or whatever. $30 for a lift to go down the street. Um, yeah. One thing that I really liked about uh, Le Schnook was where he's like, my culture dictates I, I kiss you regardless. And then he does kiss him and then spits. And it's just like so disrespectful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like imagine like you... Like you give your mom a kiss on the cheek and then you immediately you spit. spat. Just kind of <laughs> well, I'm wondering. So, so what's more disrespectful, like spitting afterwards, or the way that, like, I think Mr. Krabs and both uh, Squidward like wipe their face afterwards from it. So, what do you think is worse? Like, if you had on either the giving or receiving end, what do you think would be worse? Mm, I definitely think spitting because yeah. the wiping kind of makes sense. Like sometimes I'll get a kiss on the cheek and it's just a little too wet. And I'm like, I need to wipe this off. Yeah. You know, just because it's a little too wet. <laughs> You'll do or like you're worried about the... lipstick or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, you got to kind of like play it off like you're not doing that. Um, But yeah, but like it's just, just something about spitting is so gross. It's just more obvious and it's clearly just an insult. So uh, I wanted to talk about another. We, this is a theme of just these fucked up things that happened to Squidward this season. And the same thing happened to him at this end of this episode. It makes me so angry. Mr. Krabs <laughs> sells him again. Again. Sells him. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is wild that this has happened twice in this season. And we already talked about the problematic nature of before, but this one's even worse because he's like collateral now. Yeah, exactly. He like acknowledges it. He's just like, yeah, actually, I'm using you like for a debt. I'm just like, this is so sad. Like this poor life. Poor Squidward's life deserves more than Mr. Krabs' collateral. <laughs> um, one thing that I do want to bring up about Squidward that reminded me of is at the very beginning where he chokes on on the the love that SpongeBob has. Where he, that I think choking on sentiment is one of the coolest. Like we should make that a shirt for just our personal use because we could do that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just take a picture of that and we'll put choking on sentiment because that is such a that's almost like. An emo lyric, an emo band name, 
It's so many. There's so much layers to it. You can make a, a romantic if novel. We did, if if we made like an emo cover band of SpongeBob songs, I would name it "Choking yeah. on Sentiment." Like, okay, emo album, a uh, band name, a uh, a uh, porn name, romantic <laughs> novel name, movie name. It could be anything. It it's Horror so movie, versatile. All this horror yeah. movie. Choking on sentiment in theaters this Valentine's Day, or even Day. like a like it's like a one of those news like Deadline Tonight or whatever. Choking on sentiment, find yeah. out what they're putting in your food. <laughs> so whoever uh, I don't know which writer in the writers' room came up with that, but God bless them. That was genius. Killing it, yeah. Time for the Wumbo lesson. It's the last Wumbo lesson of 2020. Yeah, it's kind of I mean, crazy. Technically, we recorded it in 2020, and then. It's going to be in 2021. A That's time true. traveling Wumbo lesson. Whoa. Ooh. A Wumbo lesson from the past, <laughs> which is almost all our Wumbo lessons because technically you're always listening to them in the future. But this so, is the only one that matters because it's a new year. Yeah. So. Ooh, Ooh. Spooky. Coming from you from the scary year of 2020. <laughs> okay. So uh, what do you have for a Wumbo lesson? Okay. So I think I try to go with something that applied towards like the new year stuff um but like a different take we talked about in the bubble break like what people look forward to and changes and stuff um but something that 2020 taught me and i think that these lessons also are this these episodes kind of taught me too is uh kind of appreciate what you have right now and i think that's something good to go into this new year because that was a, again a big thing that i felt like in 2020 is just really appreciating what you have as far as like people and friends and stuff, just because like there was so much crap going on, it was nice to know like you had some sort of grounding, you know, in the world. So in the first part, uh, Plankton just like learning again, just I appreciate what he's have. He treats Karen so crappy all the time. And he just like, in this episode I said, like I mentioned it before, he was just gaslighting her the entire time. And she comes up with all these good ideas and all these like good advice. And he just he really needs to appreciate what he has um and the same thing like he ended up turning them both into babies at one point in time and then still turned them into uh old people so like he didn't actually <laughs> go through with his plan so he didn't actually appreciate his own little plan either and then the second part i think was pretty clear just like mr Krabs sells spongebob or puts spongebob in the chef exchange program and then realizes like it was a bad idea every time he gets rid of spongebob it's always a bad idea and he needs to appreciate what he has so like I said, I think it's a good lesson going into the year. Like, again, we always think about, like, what new things could we possibly do in this next year. But it's always good to re take a reflect and be like, you know, I actually have some, a lot of I have a lot of good things right now. And I need to appreciate those in this moment. So I like that. Yeah. And you know what, Josh? I appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you, too. As much as I talk. I guess. It's a lie. I, I, I again, I'm you lying. just you just <laughs> copied me. I just said I appreciate you. And now you're just saying it back because. You're a copycat. It's mirroring, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a classic psycho uh, psychopathic trait to mirror exactly. me, so that way I enjoy you more. And in 2021, we're going to break down in every bubble break how I'm a psychopath, so looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so for my Wumbo lesson, I got... I like yours because yours is very much like New Year. It feels uh, relevant to yeah. the time period. Mine was not. It was kind of grasping at straws, but I it's think okay. it's you got pretty a good, decent. You got a Christmas lesson, and I didn't get a Christmas lesson, so we just flip-flopped yeah. this. Good. So mine was recognize when you're trading one problem for another. Mm, okay. So I think Plankton made the, the fatal mistake of thinking like, oh, I'm going to get rid of Mr. Krabs, and what he ended up creating was a baby Mr. Krabs who, again, 
has no concept of boundaries. And so they just go ahead and like smash Plankton over and over again and then eat him and do all this crazy stuff. Or a very old Mr. Krabs who's very experienced and is like, like again, clever. He's yeah. lived, he's lived through some. <laughs> so like, you're kind of, I feel like so many times we are like, oh, okay, I gonna, I'm going to fix this one problem by doing this. And all they're doing is like, again, trading the issue. Yeah. Um, act two is a little bit more straightforward. Again, you're, you're trading the problems of a cheap restaurant, like a fast food joint for the problems of an expensive one. Yeah. The margins are still the same. You're still looking to make a profit, but like, an exp- like a rich place needs to have fancy furniture, needs to have nice ambiance to kind of get by, but a cheap place can get away with not having that because people are like, well, the burger's three bucks, so why would I pay more? I think of it like a, a taco stand on the side of the road. Like, like they you trade off the luxury of having a restaurant in order for the convenience of a taco stand. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. Um, But yeah, for me, I feel like a lot of times in our life, again, we... We try to fix one thing, and then we create another problem. And what we should have done is weighed both the pros and cons. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, well, if I buy this microphone instead of this one, then I get the portability of this one, but I also get the issues that come with this one. Stuff like that. Yeah. I think I think yours can still apply to the New Year's, too, because I think a lot of times when people come up with their resolutions, they're Band-Aid solutions to current problems they have. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, I'm going to try exercising because it's going to make me lose weight. Or I'm like, I'm going to try this new hobby because I haven't done stuff. But they don't address the problem of why they weren't doing that in the past. So you need to like take a look at those problems before you start putting more problems and spending more money on stuff that you're not really addressing in the first place. Nice. Well, I want to thank all of you for listening to this week's episode and for listening to all this year's episodes. Woo! And- and all the years in the future and in the past and all the other stuff because podcasting is timeless. So, <laughs> yeah, and time is an illusion. So, if you want to send us anything, some comments, suggestions, derogatory remarks, uh, your concepts on time travel, whatever you want to do, you can do so at ismanyspodcast.com or email us at ismanyspodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on all the wonderful social media sites, but especially on Instagram. And also, be sure to share with your friends and your enemies in the new year and the years to come and comment where you can. And before we go, I just want to tell again, all of you, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for supporting us for the entire year. And because of that, I want to give you all a big old kiss from me. I'm joking on sentiment. (laughs) 